Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. This is Julio Rodriguez, and this is the Lookout Landing Podcast. Soon enough, I was having podcast withdrawals, sitting there at Christmas dinner, being like, "Oh, great content, Dad." It was really a, a strong point, and I feel like that's not a good way for a human brain to function. But we're back. We are giving you everything that you've ever wanted, straight to your earlobes. And today, I'm joined by a wonderful guest to talk about why we are Mariners fans. It is the one and only Hillary Kirby, one of the pioneers of the Maple Grove. Is that a good way to put it? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Do you have an official title within the Maple Grove? community no no. Uh, no we're just we daniel and i call ourselves co-leads sometimes. co-lead okay yeah. that feels very professional that, like very well, corporate in a way well we had to talk to a lot of journalists for a while there and we were like how what the times was like what what do you call yourself and we were like i don't know <laughs> name us something yeah i hadn't really thought it through that far <laughs> yeah. we we're just kind of baseball fans yeah. with some signs yeah that feels kind of limiting though you were much much more important than that mm. um before we get into like Maple Grove specific stuff, I want to know sort of the origin story because I know that for everyone there's like a different sort of entry point to the Mariners and with age comes like different sort of like formative eras and favorite players. So yeah. uh, just as basically as possible, uh, take me back to the beginning where you grew up, how'd you become aware of the Seattle Mariners and all that? So my, my story is a little weird because my entire family's British. So no one knew anything about baseball. Okay. <laughs> so I had I was in third grade um, in Ferndale, Washington, which is near the border. Yeah, home of Jake Locker. Yeah, That's the only the, thing I know about it. The home of Jake Locker. 
Yeah, <laughs> I do know Jake Walker. Oh, congrats. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's what everybody here says. Do you know him? Yes, he's very nice. We move on. Perfect. Um, Jake Locker, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, hi, Jake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, uh, like, I was in third grade, and I had a third grade teacher who was obsessed with baseball. Okay. And um, this is, this is like, during the 2001 season. So this is, like, I think that was right. It's either 2000 or 2001. If I do the math, I was seven in first, eight. That's nine. Mm-hmm. No, but it must have been 2000. Okay. It was 2000. Because I know I remember watching the 2001 season, like, vividly. Yeah. So it must have been 2000. Because he must have, like, we must have started watching it in that class. But he would let us stay in for recess. Oh, to wow. To watch, like, the day games on, yeah. on his TV. Where you had the in wheel class. and the TV on that yeah. cart thing. Yeah. yeah, and he was, like, it was, like, it was that important to him. And he would, like, encourage people to come in and he would, like, bring... Like, this is when you could actually bring snacks into classes. Right. And not have to worry. Pre-9-11. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 9-11 changed snacks. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, like, he would bring, like, he would bring, like, lunch stuff. Like, he'd bring, like, salsa, homemade salsa or something. Whoa. And be, like, chips. And be, like, and be like, you bring your lunches in and I'll, like, or I'll bring a case of sparkling water or something. This guy sounds was, awesome. He was fun. He was the best. And then he promptly moved to Poland the next year. Yikes. So to, well, to teach um, English. Oh. It was, like, a whole thing. Have you kept in touch with him at all or tried um, to reach out? Well, his sister is, um, my, like, my mom has worked with his sister for, like, years, like, 20 okay. years now. So, like, we hear about him, and he's still there. Yeah. Like, he met friends and stuff, and now he, like, lives in Poland. It's crazy. Dang. He's very great, but he's a very great guy, super into baseball. Perfect. And he got me, like, completely hooked to the point that, like, I was begging to be on, like, Little League, and my parents were like, what? <laughs> Really? What is this? They just had no, like, they, even like, reference point for baseball at not all? Not really. Like, my dad was like, okay, so, like, but they were, I have really great parents, and they were like, okay, we'll start watching it with you, and we'll learn what this thing is. Yeah. And my brother, who is, like, three years younger than me, was, like, in kindergarten, and he started, like, t-ball, or, like, okay, whatever yeah. it was, because yeah. he was so obsessed with it, too, at that point. And we watched, I think we got to go to one game a year, because my dad's work would give tickets classic and they would like put people you get to ride this charter bus from like the transit station and they would take you straight to the stadium and you got to go during one of those days where they had like the hot dog and the soda deal thing Mm -hmm. and you would sit on we got to sit like we had good seats it was like on the third baseline yeah and that was your first game is the one okay so you had amazing seats i don't remember who we were playing no i don't think anyone does i've tried to think about my first game some people can like really recall it pretty vividly i know mine was at the kingdom because i have like very very foggy memories of the kingdom but yeah. I couldn't really tell you anything else. Yeah, see, I know it was 2001. Okay, good year. Because I was obsessed, and all of, the only person I wanted to see was Ichiro. Right. Like, that's all I wanted in life, yeah. was to see Ichiro and to wave to John Olerud, because he oh, was my favorite. because he seemed like a very nice man. Yes. I feel like when I was, because we're about the same age, I feel like when I was following that team, I was like, Ichiro's the cool guy, John Olerud and Dan Wilson are like the nice guys, you know, and then they were, they yeah. all had like their and personalities. David Bell was the dad. Yeah, David Bell was kind of that. I felt that way about Stan Javier. He might have been more of like yeah. an uncle, you know yeah, what I he mean? Was, yeah, he was. He might have been more of a weird uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Or like would let you like have a beer when no one was looking. That's what I yeah. got from Stan Javier. I got that out of Mark McLemore too. Mm, yeah, I feel like Mark McLemore was the uncle who was like really cool, but would also like sit you down and be like, "You're fucking up, kid." Yeah. Like <laughs> he would put you on yes. the on the right path if yes. you needed to. He had that like kind of gruff yeah. sternness, but yeah. also like a very 
kind soul. Yeah. We could be completely wrong. They could all be monsters. I mean, I did find out that John Oliver is not the greatest guy. Eesh, so that's, that's tough. That, that ruined my life there for. That can no. I think that is actually a good point. Like I've. I've realized that I don't want to know that much about I've tried, my favorite athletes. I have tried hard not to find out more about some of the, those guys, especially from that yeah. team, because that team, since it was like what I learned baseball from, it's mm-hmm. like vividly, I, I I love each of them individually, and I don't want to know. Like, John yeah. Olerud, it was like unfortunate that they, they somebody wrote an article or something, like when he was coming around for his, like he was, it was like he, he won like Pac-12 player of the century. Oh, I sure, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so he went to Wazoo, uh-huh. and he won, like, the batting title and the yeah, pitching title. Yeah, and he pitched, yeah. And the pitching title. Like, he won it both. He was, like, one of the only couple people that have done that both in the same year or something. Yeah. Anyway, he won Pac-12 Player of the Century for it. And they so there was a bunch of press about him, and then suddenly people started digging, and I was like, ah. Is he, like, a, like is it politics bad or just, like, real life bad? He is a major donor to um, an anti-LGBTQ. Ah, that is a bummer. John Olerud, your invitation to the podcast has been rescinded. You cannot come on anymore. Sorry, yeah, John. Yeah, it made me really sad. I Hopefully, maybe it was a mistake. Maybe, maybe. it's a different John Olerud. I, I really doubt it, but like, I, God. Or maybe That's maybe tough. it was a while ago and he's changed his mind. Yeah. Like, I think, let's hope. I think I Brett know. Boone has had some, he's oh, on Twitter. okay. So yeah. even, even not 10-year-old Hillary hated Brett Boone. Really? So there is... Okay. I literally, I, th- my parents, so the first game I went to, they bought me a, one of those, like, tiny posters that are, like, it was, like, three players, there's a mirror symbol in the middle, and it okay, divided yeah. it, like, each player had their own little third, and it had, um, it had Ichiro, it had Mike Cameron, who is, by the way, one of the greatest people alive, mm-hmm. um, and then it had Brett Boone, and I literally, 10-year-old me, cut Brett Boone <laughs> out of the poster before I put it on my door. So what was like, your reasoning for hating him? You just thought he had, like, a weird... Like, I mean, you're 10 years old. What are you thinking Brett Boone is? You know? I mean, like, I remember I remember thinking, like, Frosted Tips were out last year, and he still has them. <laughs> um, and he just seemed kind of like a... He just seemed kind of like a douche. Like, I don't know. He, he Like, in interviews... I remember watching interviews where he was mean to the reporter, and okay. I was just like, I don't like him. If he's going to be mean to the person that's interviewing him for doing something yeah. good, then why I mean, not? I don't disagree. I was just curious. Because... Yeah, oh, no. I don't know if I know anybody that likes him. I loved him as a kid for sure, but I, like yeah. now it would be weird if you met like an adult who was like well, after, favorite player ever, Brett Boone. After his book tour last year, I think a lot of he people wrote a book. Like, he can read. Did you, <laughs> <laughs> did you? If you watched any of the the cable broadcast or listened to the radio on the oh, see, games last year, yeah, I don't have cable. I guess I have. I just stream them all illegally, and sometimes they cut out. They like they cut out all. They'll the, do the, like yeah. we're going now to Angie Mentink, and then it's just yeah. thirty seconds of that, silence. Yeah, I do that yeah. most of the time. Uh-huh. But um, last year when I was regular, when I was regularly going to the gym. Mm, they had congrats. yeah. <laughs> this is last year. <laughs> last year, Hillary. Um, no, <laughs> no, they had the they had cable, and so I used to I used to like time it. Specifically to watch the first half of mm. the Mariners game while I was like running or something, right? And and so I would hear he was he was a guest like once a week. It was like he was probably I would have list, preferred to listen to Jay Buhner. Yeah, I think they're at that like they're trying to find my theory on that is they're trying to find someone to maybe replace Blowers. So they've been auditioning former players. I like, like Dan Wilson. Yeah, Dan Wilson's the best of them. Buner, not great. Well, they, he's he's clearly not come back. Yeah. he was on the but he was on. He was on every week. For, for it was like, like a thing, like every like, Tuesday for like four years. Yeah, yeah. I'm really glad we started talking about the 2001 team though, because that is like very important to me as well. And for Brett Boone, the last thing I'll say about him is, 
Because do you know Sweet One Sixteen the movie? They like I've heard of it. I yeah. have not seen it. The whole thing is on YouTube. You can find it. But I had it on VHS, so I would watch oh, it God. like quite literally like three times a week at that Ooh. age because I was six in two thousand one. So it was like oh yeah at that age where like repetition is like the thing. You know, like kids yeah. will just watch the same thing every day. And there's this part where they're interviewing Brett Boone. It's like after a game, and he's standing there shirtless giving the interview and i'm like i've seen that in football because a lot of times that's just like how the mechanics of the football locker room work like they shower and they come back and there's reporters waiting but i feel like in baseball the way it works is you come in do that all before the shower yeah like you're not like wet and dirty the way that football players are like you could just keep your shirt on brett and he's standing there like hat backwards doing the interview and again i'm a kid so i don't like fully understand but i remember seeing that and being like that's weird. Edgar Martinez would never do no. a shirtless interview. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, no. So then, okay, wait. So your teacher gets you interested in baseball. Your family yeah. doesn't know anything. Do they know cricket at all? Is that naive of me to say? Okay, so my dad... So the, the, the breakdown on my family mm-hmm. is my dad is 100% British, and my mom is actually from California, but they were okay. living in England for like an extended period of time. Okay, before. I see. So she knows what baseball is and had been to a couple Dodgers games as a kid yeah and just wasn't that into it and my dad had watched some cricket but also doesn't really like cricket okay (laughs) because let's be honest I'm sorry to people that love cricket but it goes on for days yeah I that's I heard that when I was young and I was like why would anyone subject themselves to that when we already have baseball no I remember because I used to my every couple years my parents would send my brother and I to to England for like for the entire summer. Okay. And we just stay with my grandpa so they could, you know, work or whatever and we would just have yeah. somebody like free childcare and it was cheap to send us on a plane at that point because we were like under twelve. Sure. Um, but the test against Australia would always be on whenever we were there and it took I remember one year it took nine days. And I Holy was just shit. like, Is this still on? Like, is there anything else? So do they, they take breaks, right? Like, they, like, go to sleep and then come back and just pick it up. There's, like, literally a lunch break and, like, like, all this other ridiculous... Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Very, very British posh stuff that a lot of people... I have a cousin who's really, really super into it. And he plays it, like, as an adult in a league or whatever. Kind of like softball. But, like, it's, it's like, a shortened, like, version. Like, I think they have a time limit of, like, four hours. Is it actually that similar to baseball? Or do we just think that because it has a bat? There are some elements that are really close to baseball. Like, okay. like I mean, like, there's the bowler and the batter. Bowler like, is, like, the pitcher? Yeah. Okay. It, it, they do have, like, it's a one-on-one battle yeah. to an extent. That's, that's the part I understand. Of, and that's yeah. kind of similar. Um, it's more similar if you're playing, like, I like to explain this as I went, I was in England a couple years ago, and I got dragged to um, one of my youngest cousin's, um, like, school league game. Uh-huh. And he was, at the time, like, God, I want to say he was, like, 13. I don't know. Okay. And the whole thing, that it was a four-hour time limit, but, like, it's, like, it was really, like, very similar to baseball because it's kind of like how in, like, rec league soccer, when they're little, when they're younger kids, like, it's, like, one person's a ball hog and it's just going to oh, take the yeah. ball and try and score all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And in, in cricket, it's, like, the bowler and the batter are paying attention and everybody else is just kind of, like, picking, picking grass, grass yeah. and, like... Yeah, so it's basically a one-on-one battle okay, <laughs> until something happens. I guess I guess I was just wondering, like, could the best cricket player in the world hit like two hundred in Major League Baseball, or is there? Like, I don't is know. It similar well, enough. Remember that there was that um, 
they had that sweeps. There was that John Hamm movie about that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I but never they, saw that movie, really, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it, but I I know because we looked into. I was listening to a podcast that did a thing about the real people. It was because it was a real. It's story. a real story in India, they, right? Yeah, they had some yeah. sort of contest. The MLB did. Yeah. And it was like in India, and the top two people got minor league contracts. Yeah, that sounds right. And, and it was with the Pirates, I believe. I'm yeah, gonna look it up right yeah. now. But so one of them made the majors. Really. He wasn't very like okay. he didn't he didn't he didn't hang around very much. The movie has a sixty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's better than I would have anticipated. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that was one of those movies that like it's one of those sports movies for not sports fans. That was the vibe I got when I saw it. I was like, yeah. oh, why would I? I don't need yeah. to see this. You know, I, I, that was in a phase I think where John Hamm was in a lot of things, and I was like, dude, what are you doing this for? Okay, there's one of them was named Rinku Singh, and if you go to his Wikipedia, it goes early life, professional baseball career, and then professional wrestling career yeah i think that's the yeah i remember I, yeah what i want to say like he did so one of them f- like fell out early in the minors and the other one made yeah. the majors but didn't do anything in the majors and maybe he's the one that became the professional yeah rinku wrestler. singh is the one who became a wrestler he didn't make it very far Mm-mm. He was in the Dominican Summer League. He played for the West Virginia Power. Shout out to them. Well, hey. <laughs> and then was in the Australian League with the Adelaide Bite. But I don't think he ever played in the in the big leagues. This is very important. They look at the other guy, Dinesh Patel. Maybe. He, maybe I'm wrong. Please say you made the majors. Uh, he had a successful yet brief 2009 season for the Pirates. He picked there up a go. victory on August 13th. So he's a pitcher. So he was a pitcher, yeah. yeah. That's they, pretty cool, were actually. Were they both pitchers? I would imagine so. They have to. This guy was actually not bad. He held uh, opposing hitters to a 192 batting average. Yeah, that's not bad. Shout out to Dinesh Patel. Yeah. You're also invited to come on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a long con to get random people who I haven't actually thought about in years to come on the podcast. There you go. Yeah. John Allerud, you can't come. Brett Boone, no. Mike Cameron, absolutely. Gosh, Mike Cameron my, actually. Get Mike Cameron on the podcast. He's very online. He, like, tweets. He'll respond to people. For a while, he was like, Replying to anything that the LL account would post about the Miners because he like works for the Mariners yeah. minor league team now, and he's like very strong opinions about like all of these players now, and I feel like he's like taking his job maybe more seriously than he should, at least on the internet. Like he could have these opinions, but just yeah, don't my, post them. My forever. favorite fact about Mike Cameron is that he does give his opinion freely, and in that he um, told Joe Vieira that he had a great arm. Wow, how yeah. did that happen? Story time. <laughs> Oh, we were at the the um not this summer but last summer the uh mm-hmm. when they had the the All Star Game watch party. Oh, and okay. you could like and there were it was kind of like because it must have been like the replacement fan fest kind of thing. Yeah, where, but it was only for season ticket holders, uh-huh. right? Except for they kind of freely gave out tickets, so like we had like three season ticket holders in the group, and everybody just kind of was like, "Oh, you're my plus yeah, one. You're yeah, my yeah, plus yeah. one." Yeah, so we all ended up there, like a lot of the Maple Grove group. And we were doing, they had, they had one of those pitching, like the, see how fast you can pitch mm-hmm. stations or whatever. And like all of us went that were in the group and then Joe went last and Joe pitched, first of all, like 10 miles an hour faster than us, wow. which not, I don't know, maybe his, his mechanics were probably much better than ours. Sure. I don't like, I mean, no offense to Joe or anything, but he's a stick. And we were like, we did not expect <laughs> you to pitch like 71 or he's whatever. Just like, it was. yeah, like Chris Sale out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And Mike Cameron was just walking by because he was uh-huh. one of the guests for the thing. And he was like, he turns and goes, whoa, that's a strong arm. <laughs> and Joe's just like, is that Mike Cameron? <laughs> it's Mike Cameron. <laughs> that's really funny. My, I only have one Mike Cameron story, but it's perfect. I, it was 
second or third grade for me. It's so like 02, 03. Yeah. I was at the mall at Bellevue Square, my favorite mall, buying <laughs> a friend's birthday gift. And I got him a Mike Cameron jersey because Mike Cameron was his favorite player. Then we're leaving the mall. Guess who we see? Mike Cameron. So we go, can you sign this for me? It's my friend's birthday party or a friend's birthday gift, whatever. And of course he does. He's, yeah. like you said, the nicest man on earth. <laughs> so he signed it. So then I show up to the birthday party. I'm all of a sudden the coolest kid on earth because I have the Mike Cameron signed Dying. jersey just yeah. ready to go. <laughs> and I became very popular. And that's probably what start me, started me on this path towards Popularity. podcasting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So thank you, Mike Cameron. <laughs> okay, well now it's high time that we start talking about the Maple Grove. Again, oh, gosh. Sort of the the mechanics of all of that and how it came about. Um, the first thing I want to know, though, I guess we should start for anyone who doesn't know what the Maple Grove is, because maybe there is a couple of you. Um, a DIY fan section in the left field bleachers every time James Paxton pitched. That's probably the most basic way to put it. Yeah. Where you have a sign that says the Maple Grove, because obviously James is Canadian. We so have Maple. Yeah. yeah. And we have, like, we. We were trying to distance ourselves as much from like we weren't copying the King's Court. Mm-hmm. We just like the King's Court wasn't happening very often, and we wanted to all hang out and have a reason to do it on a regular basis. Sure, and the like the dirty little secret was that James Paxton was better than Felix at that point. So it's like he was so good. Yeah. No, like so we were. I think the I think actually what happened was like Daniel originally wanted. Like, he goes to all the games against Toronto. Sure, this is Daniel Carroll, by the yeah, way, Daniel if anyone Carroll. is interested. Two yeah. R's and two L's on Twitter. Yeah. Um, he uh, he wanted to bring... He does his, like... He does he taunts Canadians at every Toronto series at Safeco. Mm-hmm. Or T-Mobile. He does important me. work. He yeah. does very important work. The signs are great. But, um... So, the year before, the like, it was, like, the first year, or... Well, maybe not the first, but he'd gotten, like, harassed, actually. And by so Canadians? He, yes. Oh, no. Uh, so, he was, like... He was like, well, he jokingly said, who wants to come with me and be my bodyguards? Uh-huh. And that kind of spiraled into, okay, we're all going to go with Daniel hmm. on a Sunday. And it just happened to be that James Paxton was pitching. Okay. It was like Sunday afternoon. And I work, well, at the time, I worked at um, I worked at a Anheuser-Busch, which, uh-huh. ugh, don't buy their <laughs> beer, guys. Um, Ooh. Yeah, they suck. But uh, <laughs> I don't work there anymore. I could tell. I got yeah. a better job. But um, but I but the best part of the job was that I worked basically in a. Ro- I was I'm a graphic designer and I worked in a room with printers. Okay. And a bunch of material and I could basically print things at cost and just give money to my work. They wouldn't care. And my boss at the time was like, I don't care how many things you print, just whatever. Did you explain like, okay, I'm gonna make a, a sign be- for a Canadian picture? Yeah, <laughs> and, like- and he was like, he was literally just like, he couldn't care less. He was like, oh, fine, whatever, do what you want. Like, because I was at the time being way overworked, so he was like, if this is something you want to do, just do it. Oh, Seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he was he was pretty nice. Um, I think he still works there. But um, but uh, like, so I I pr- I was like, guys. What if we printed cards out for James Paxton and made ourselves the A section instead of the K section? Yeah. A. What if we had A cards? And the signs were just yellow with blue writing and said A, right? Is that were they they different at the beginning? So yeah, well, so I had they were blue with the yellow A on them, and then Leonard Sue Mm -hmm. um, tried to do a fake Canadian flag with those colors and the old Mariners logo, and it was great. I didn't we, know that part. Yeah, and that, that's the back. That was the back side of the original ones. Okay. And then we had a surgeon general's warning on there because he's also a surgeon. So Leonard is not yes. James Paxton. Yeah, not yeah. James Paxton. Leonard yeah. is. Yeah. So and we were like, and the idea behind that was like, well, maybe people won't harass us because 
if he's Canadian and we show that we're rooting for a Canadian, maybe they'll join us. Yeah. Which didn't happen. We also just got yelled at. I didn't know that this was born from, like, international conflict. Yeah. I thought it was just, like, (laughs) we love James Paxton, we're going to cheer for him. I mean, we did love James Paxton, but also, like, it's kind of a random fact that, like, he might not have pitched the game we decided to go to, and then none of this sure, would have happened. Yeah, it's, like, very serendipitous. Yeah, but we did this, had this massive sign that I had made, and then suddenly, like, like the Mariners, like, PR department is sending us stuff up to our seats. Like, yeah. they sent us a bag of shirts. And, they and that like, happened pretty immediately? Like, that game. Like, oh, okay. in the middle of the game. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Greg, the, um, the Mariners uh, marketing yeah, guy. Yeah, the head like, honcho guy. Yeah, I can't remember what his title is. I'm sorry, Greg. We love you. Um... <laughs> But he uh, he sent up like he set up a sign James Paxton baseball wow. and was like J- this is great because apparently they could still hear us even though we were like in the three hundred. Well, that's what I remember is you could hear it on TV. Yeah, it's just you yelling hey 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 every Which, time with two strikes, and then Dave Sims would like laugh about it and do his little Dave Sims comments. And that's apparently how we got so many people to join us the next time was that they all heard us on TV. Yeah. Yeah, which was fun. So was that twenty seventeen? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm so bad with years. Like, I, Wait, it's 2019 right now. It sure is. <laughs> 2018 at the 2018 end. with Manners were good at the beginning. And he pitched for them. Yeah, so 2017. Yeah, 2017. Yeah, it was 2017. Yeah, and he, and to be fair, he, we lost that game, and he That's gave up, theme. he, he yeah. gave up like four runs. Okay. He, I mean, which isn't the worst James Paxton start in the world, but yeah. like, it was not his best start at all. But we were like, we didn't remember that he'd lost until like weeks later. We were like, no, we had so yeah. much fun. I yeah. like that so much with sports. Like, I have so many memories, like, like very specific, great memories of being at Safeco Field. Yeah. And then someone, you know, if I'm telling the story, someone will be like, oh, did they win? And I'm like, I have no idea. Maybe. They could have lost nine to nothing. I truly could not remember. Yeah, like, that's the only, I think, and a lot of those are like that. Like, I think the other big game that everybody loves that was a Maple Grove game is the 16 strikeout game. That's, yeah. And we lost that game. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> a beautiful segue because that was my first Maple Grove. Was it? It ah. was, yeah. I remember it because, so last year, 2018, was the first year that I started writing for Lookout Landing, and then, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of crossover with like, yeah. our staff and you guys and well, people who Kate were... Kate was there, like, I think, like, by, like, the fourth game or yeah. something. Yeah, and Connor Donovan also very involved. So, yes. and I was talking to them, like, I want to do it, I've, you know, I've seen it on TV, I know what it is, I want to actually be there. So, but that game, it was like late April, early May, like shitty weather. That's the main thing I remember was that it was like... It was in May. Like no joke, maybe 45 degrees. Yeah. Like it was awful and like the roof is closed, obviously. Gray, dreary, no one's really there. And they're playing the A's and I remember like the energy at the beginning of the game was very like sort of like everyone was kind of like closed off because it was just cold. Like it was understandable that people weren't like that vibrant and then I think you struck out like I want to say like six of the first seven hitters no one fact checked that but like it was very clear that he was gonna <laughs> like was, he was gonna, do well, I mean, something when you're gonna st- when you strike out 16 in a game it all happens very fast yeah so then I he didn't pitch the whole game no I remember exactly <laughs> what happened later but so then the excitement starts to pick up I'm like oh my god this is amazing like this is exactly what I wanted from the Grove like I would have been disappointed and like felt like kind of a curse if I show up and he gives up yeah, seven runs yeah. or whatever but then, yeah, like you said, he has 16 strikeouts, and then the Mariners lose that game on a Mark Canna home run, which is what started oh. my 
disdain for Mark Hanna, who is see, truly my least favorite athlete in the world. See, I don't, I didn't even remember how we lost. Like, I literally, I just, like, I remember what we did after the game, because it was so, <laughs> it was so short. Yeah, it was, it was, we, it was like ended, a two-hour game. Yeah, we, we ended it, and I don't, it was not even, like, it was a 6 p.m. start, and it was, like, 8 when it yeah. ended or something. It was definitely, like, a, like, one of those things where you look around, and you're like, did this really happen? Like, no one really knows what to do, because it was so... Yeah. Like flash in the pan sort of I thing. remember we all like got together like in the like uh, concourse and we're like so this was our plan for the night what are we yeah. all doing now? yeah, yeah. Like, what's next yeah <laughs> but it's also when you're carrying around all that crap well it just <laughs> that's true yeah there's a lot of a lot of materials there's a the lot of ground. there were a lot of that's the one thing like and people always ask whether we're gonna do anything again and we will eventually when the team is not when it's good, but like no, when there's like something to get when there's, excited you have, about. Yeah, like like we still go every once in a while, but like sure. right now, like people are like they're not even motivated to go to games right now. No, which sad. is understandable, but like it is. Yeah, it's sad. I don't know. I understand both sides of the coin. Like kind of checking out for the Mariners right now, but also like, well, it's because you can't you can't like live and die. You can't like with James. At least he was pitching well, mm-hmm. and we can't. And with a pitcher schedule, it was super nice, right? Because they pitch every five games. Yeah, no matter you can what, kind of plan so you can it kind out. Of, but it was only like once or twice a month, so it was like people could plan around it, and it wouldn't be too much. So it's like sure. it's hard to pick a position player to do that for. Yeah, and I mean, you could like there's ways to do it, but then it would start to feel sort of stale after a while. Yeah, and that's the problem. So now it's just like, well, we're waiting until somebody like gives us yeah. an inspiration to actually do it. Until then, tweet at us. Well, we'll we have games. <laughs> are you familiar with George Kirby? Uh huh. Oh, I okay. First of all, I'm buying a jersey from every every team he is on. Okay, <laughs> like, smart. Because Good like, start. when el- when else am I gonna get a Kirby jersey? I don't know. Like, I mean, there's no way to know. Yeah, I mean, like, because I have a, I don't buy jerseys and put my own name on them. It has to be like right. an actual. Yeah, yeah, team. yeah. It has to be an actual player. Which is, I was so excited. Shout out to Fran Kirby, my uh, distant cousin who plays for the England national yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. Great summer for yeah, her. I know. She so I I haven't got my England jersey yet either, but that's coming too. I'm just there's so many Kirby's doing so many great things. I know. I really like too the Aqua Sox jerseys that just say frogs and then it's like the green and blue stripes. Yeah, Those I are great. I, I would totally buy one of those. But they're saying he's moving up like fast, so I gotta yeah. have to be fast about it. But that is a good idea to just have you could do one of those like uh the quilts where you have like one shirt from each team and you make yeah. it into like a blanket. Yeah, like it's gonna be great. I'm so excited for him. Yeah, there's I'm trying to think of like a Kirby play on words or something like George something to we'll talk about that later but I mean like I got through a lot of my childhood being being compared to the Nintendo character right so yeah that's pretty much where that yeah and I'm sure he's tired of that too you know every Kirby has to go through that that sort of yeah that and at least people seem to have forgotten about the vacuum salesman I don't even know who that is oh really okay well yeah. so Kirby vacuums are like the second like like and they used to be, they were door-to-door salesmen. Oh, So they wow. would come to your door. And they would come, like, once a year for us, because we lived out in the boonies. But, mm-hmm. like, but you'd come, and they never thought it was funny when I asked if we got a free one, because our last name was Kirby. Yeah, they're like, yeah. I hate this job. Please, no jokes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it was like, yeah, it's like them and Hoover. Like, they were, and they still exist. I Googled them the other year. They, oh. they do still exist. I don't know what, what their marketing platform is now, but. And I have no idea if their vacuums are any good, but I got compared to vacuum cleaners as a kid, so. Huh. Cannot relate, but that's a fun story. <laughs> we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. 
We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. <laughs> um, okay, so why you mentioned that like Daniel's whole little shtick was the reason for the Maple Grove starting, like you know the bodyguard thing and like just the yeah. Canadian-U.S. relationships, but. With James Paxton specifically, like, what was it that made you guys sort of fall in love with him or, like, decide that, like, this is going to be a thing that we do repetitively and not just, like, a one-off thing? I mean, Was so... it his sad eyes? <laughs> That's because when I saw that, he has the saddest eyes I've ever seen. And I, when I first, like, when he entered our lives, I was like, oh, my God, this guy looks so sad. I feel that. Welcome to being a Mariner, James Paxton. I mean, I feel like there's there's a combination of things, and it depends on the person you talk to. From uh-huh. that. There were like there were like ten people in that original Grove, uh-huh. which is more impressive that we were that loud. But um, but I think for me it was like I and this is silly. It might not have had anything to really do with him. Mm-hmm. It more it was the fact that like well we'd been because he was what he was a part of the big three and he yeah. was the only one left. Only one who even really did anything. I mean, Talon well, Walker t- had his. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's coming back. I really hope so, actually. Yeah. <laughs> if Jerry DePoto is listening, sign Taiwan Walker yesterday. Please sign Taiwan Walker. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I want... Is it sad that I want it just for the tacos? I want him to do tacos in Peoria again. No, I think any... I mean, the thing about the 2020 season is that we need to have as much fun as possible so because it's kind would, of like a loading that screen. Would add, that yeah. would add to the fun. Yeah. yeah. Plus, he still like interacts with all the people from Seattle. So I and he seems still... to genuinely like it. I think him and Marco Gonzalez could be friends. There's a lot of... There's a lot of good stuff. But anyway... Like, so basically it was like, you had that, he had that going for him where we always already really, really desperately wanted him to succeed. Right. Right. And then like, and then, and then it was like, I, I had always wanted to make a, just a ton of signs and like, kind of like, kind of like in soccer where they do like the, the TIFO yeah. and stuff where they cover the stadium. I think baseball could really benefit from stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And I, and I was always like that would be so much fun and so when i had the ability to at my work print like 200 signs mm-hmm. of one size for basically free i was like let's do this more often this was yeah. so much fun like we passed out so many signs that day and we had so much fun and that was probably the biggest thing for me but the other thing was that james paxton reacted to it right so like like he had the best reaction possible wherein he like like I remember post game they asked if he heard them and he like he's a, he'd given up like four runs and he was like he did, it was not yeah. his best game and they a lot were, of athletes will be like no nah, I'm just zoned in you know focused was, on every pitch blah blah yeah blah. and he was he was also just coming back from injury I think it was only his second start after being back from injury from something sure. or another I don't know fingernail whatever he had a lot of random he had a lot of random injuries at yeah. that point um, but he uh, he was just like they immediately asked him if he heard us and he was like. Yeah, they were so great. I love that. Aww. Thank you, guys. And we were like, he like thanked us. And on that TV. really legitimizes yeah. it, too. And we're just like, wait, he liked it? He thanked? Like, yeah. we can't, so we can't like never do it again. Exactly, because, yeah. Like, it forces you to keep it going because James Paxton actually likes it. Plus, it's like, it's even easier because he's also basically a hometown guy. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, I mean, I grew up less than 15 minutes from him, basically. Really? Okay. Well, I, didn't like, realize I, was, was, I didn't realize Ladner was that close to the it's border. It's that close to the border. It's like, huh. it's not even, it's like, it's, it's like, yeah. I mean, you have to, it's closer by water, I guess. Sure. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, you, if, you, if you have to drive around and through the city, and if you don't count the border crossing, it's mm-hmm. like 20 minutes. Okay. If you count the border no crossing, it's like an hour and 20 minutes because the border sucks. But, yeah. but, like, yeah, it was that close. So we were, and, like, everybody, like, in northern Washington, like, basically just, just, decided, him, just yeah. decided he's ours. Yeah, like, I mean, it's like if somebody in, like, Vancouver, Washington was from that. He's yeah. still from Washington, basically. Yeah, no, Portland, I hear, I hear Portland, what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean? The Northwest, I think, like, the Mariners are cool. One of the cool things about the Mariners, I think, is that they just have a whole region of fans. Yeah. Like, you hear, like, people from Idaho and Montana and even, you know, BC. Yeah. Like, they all claim the Mariners because they're just the closest well, thing. Well, yeah, and, like, he grew up a Mariners fan, so that helps. Yeah. Like, so he wanted to be on the Mariners anyway. So we were just like, this is, yeah. It's, and then you got to meet so him, right? What was that like? <laughs> oh, my God. That day was such a crazy day. For anyone, yeah, you were on the field taking pictures. He brings you and this was was maple like, bars, right? He like, brought us maple bars, yeah. and, and we found out later that he bought them himself. It oh, was, like, somebody in the marketing match. department's idea, and then he wouldn't let them, like, buy them. He, like, <laughs> Right, because yeah. he is yeah. a millionaire yeah. and can afford donuts. Yeah, and he was, yeah, well, he wasn't at that point, I guess. Sure, yeah. um, <laughs> um, 100,000 there. Yeah, 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 but he, <laughs> yeah, it was like, I got a phone call in the middle of my work day on a Tuesday, and this was like, this was not even a month after that first one, so yeah. it was like, we'd had Very like, fresh. we'd yeah. had like two or three, I think. It was after whatever the mo- first Monday Night Grove we had, which was like, nobody's in the stadium except for us basically yeah. those weekday those mariner were, games are such a specific oh kind of experience but those were but it but like it meant that we echoed everywhere yeah <laughs> those was, are the ones where you're probably the loudest yeah it was so yeah. great yeah that was before they needed to mic us because when the state when pe- more people started showing up they had to mic us because yeah. they were like well we can't hear you over everybody else but um but yeah no i remember getting a phone call from from greg and in with the mariners and saying like so, um, would you guys be, um, w- like, do you have time today to come before the game and meet James? And I was like, go make time, Greg. Do I, do I have time, Greg, <laughs> to meet James Paxton? Yeah. I, and I, I remember thinking to myself, I was like, I'm not even wearing any Mariners gear today. I'm wearing, a, I'm wearing a dress with flowers on it. Isn't helpful? I'm like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And I remember, and uh, we had a, we were like, we had this whole like text train and he was like, well, give me the emails of everybody who wants to come. And so then we had this like frantic Twitter message. Yeah, train, we got like, to mobilize. Like, yeah. like how many of you like are free on Tuesday at 3 PM to get the safe code? Because yeah. that like, and, and you had to, he had to have their email because he was giving us tickets to the game. Right. Cause he got us free tickets. It was a like King's court. So he got us tickets, put us oh, in, interesting. he put us in King's court oh. and then had us show up early and we got like we got put through like the press gauntlet that day. That was the yeah. first day we like we had like all the all the beat reporters were there. Yeah. Plus somebody from like ESPN or something. Wow. And we were like, we're really getting all these stories written about us. Why? Well, I feel like that is a total like drop everything <laughs> to make it happen. Yeah. Like, they were just like, yeah. They were like, we we need you to. We James wants. To, he said James expressed that he wants to meet you. So we're just doing it right now. Wow. <laughs> and like, what was he like? in that in that space of like trying to like meet all these people at once because i'm sure it was like what 15 10 how many people is it there was 
being that they gave us like four hours notice, there was not that as many yeah, people as it sure. could have been. But there's a picture of it. It was like mm-hmm. a... I remember that. That's kind of how I was like... That's how I know that the maple bars were involved because yeah. he like, was holding them and God, yeah, there's they the have... tree and everything. Yeah, no, because they brought the tree down. Stick Riz, right? That's the Stick name Riz. of the tree. Yeah. yeah, that was named by Leonard, Leonard's daughter, Eliza, named it oh. Stick Riz. Fun fact. Yeah, which um, Rick is very flattered, apparently. So that's Nice. Cool. Yeah, he was like, why? But cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah. with the Mariners, like, I feel like the thing that, because I went to college in California, so I feel like mm. there's a lot of like... Not only explaining, like, why you are a Mariners fan, but explaining, like, the little things that we, like, cling to. Because it's not, like, you know, we don't have, like, an indelible playoff moment or, like, some cool... Like, there's, like, cool regular season moments, obviously. But, like, when people are, like, trying to get into the nitty-gritty of, like, what is it that makes you, like, such a... Like, what makes Mariners fandom so singular? It's things like that, where it's, like, well, we have the Maple Grove and, like... Yeah, you know, Rick Riz is like such an important part we of it. We focus on like, the people a lot. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Although, although like people that are like older than us will say like ninety five and stuff, but like obviously well, I yeah. didn't know anything about baseball, and you were like I was born during that. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny. Like I've had a lot of these conversations now about how people became Mariners fans, and that is it. It's ninety five is like what it is for sort of the generation above us people like a little yeah. bit older than us and then younger than that it's like well i was just kind of born here and they were on because i feel like after 95 then it becomes the mariners are a little more yeah ubiquitous. and like 2000 through like 2002 they were a big we were, deal yeah. we were a big deal yeah like they we, were like what the seahawks are now is the way i've been kind of i've said that on multiple episodes so sorry to the listeners who are getting tired of me saying that <laughs> but it really felt like that where it's like even people who were never into it like they would at least pretend or they would have yeah. like a mariner's shirt or whatever because i i don't know there's just there's a going having gone to a lot of mariners games now the 2001 through like 2003 seasons like the stadium felt different totally like oh, it's it not was, even close it either. was always sold out everybody around you cared what was going like not that people don't care now yeah. but like you could it was like it was buzzing and like, they would cheer organically without the like noise meter on the yeah, scoreboard, which is, I hate so much. Yeah, you didn't have to, like, they didn't have to prompt anybody to do anything, yeah, because when strikes, something, standing, when something yeah. big happened, the entire stadium was so loud. It yeah. was like, and and you you did, you had to, like, it was, you had to plan way ahead, because they would sell out on right. a regular basis. And that unquestionably helps the team. I don't yeah. care, like, a lot of people, yeah. analytics people are like, oh, you know, the game is just, like, it's all numbers, blah, 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 but, like, things like that do matter, you know? Yeah. Motivation is, like, a huge part of any job you know what i mean if you don't want yeah. to be there you're gonna perform worse well and i i find it very hard to to not believe that like 2011 through like 2014 the team that had the really really low attendance yeah that, you know they weren't somehow affected by that oh absolutely and I, now the thing that kind of creeps into my head is like these new these like 20 something people that are on the team like the kyle lewis's shed longs they might not have any memories of the mariners being good and I feel like that can become sort of like a self-defeating prophecy we're like well we're the Mariners so we never win and it's like no you have to think yeah I mean obviously I hope they don't think like that but I'm just trying to like imagine if I was a Seattle Mariner right now and I was from a different part of the country it would be hard to like grasp onto something that's like that or encouraging I feel like and maybe this is just the optimist in me but like I feel like I would be very very much like I would almost want to play in Seattle because like can you imagine being the team that right. makes it to the playoffs for the first time in And some of them years? have said that. Like Jared when the when the season ended or when the Nationals made the World Series and there was all the tweets like the Mariners are now the only team that's never made it and then some of them were like 
quote tweeting it and being like, well, that's about to change. Julio. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was Julio and Jared and Noel V. Marte were the ones mm-hmm. that I saw. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, my children. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> uh, 20, 2022, 2021. I don't know. I mean, uh-huh. I don't, I've decided that I don't like putting a year on when they're supposed to be <laughs> done because then it's just going to set up for disappointment. You know yeah. what I mean? They'll mm-hmm. get there when they get there. Yeah. And I'm like trying to think of like, We've had good moments anyway. Oh, yeah. That's the thing about Mariner <laughs> fandom, too. Is like, it's not like it's all just straight misery for 162 games. Like, some seasons, I thought 2014, the year where the last game of the season, they like the, the A's win, so then it doesn't matter, but Felix there. gets his ovation. That yeah. was a fun season all the way through, I thought. Because you I have... was just sad. Walk- I remember walking through the concourse when they announced the A's had won. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that was tough. I was living in California, so it was easier for me to be a little... Detached. Like, I was watching on my shitty little lap. This laptop right here, actually. Yeah. <laughs> this was my screen for that whole season, and I was like, I don't know. It was funny because, like, the whole time I understood that, like, you know, a team that starts Brad Miller and Logan Morrison and Justin Ackley <laughs> every day probably isn't a playoff uh, team. Don't even but what if they Brad do? Miller to me. Huh? Oh, wait. Should we, we don't have to talk about it, but that was such a visceral reaction that I feel like... Uh, there are, like, three people that if you mention their names, I get very mad about. Purely for baseball reasons, or is this also human stuff? It must be human stuff, but I okay. I mean, like, I don't can't tell you what the human thing would be. You just know that you I don't just like know him. I don't. Like, and, and some of them are, like, from when I was younger, and I have no idea. Like, I, for some reason, if somebody says John Halama, I get oh. very mad, and I don't know why. <laughs> like, why do I, why do I just like John Halama? I've looked at his stats. He didn't look like... He was like, fine. He was yeah. on the 2001 Mariners. He can't yeah. have been that bad. He's yeah, a pitcher, right? right? Like, right. you can't... I don't know. I didn't you like him. I, apparently, I really hated him. I don't know what he... Yeah. I get it. I mean, I'm not way with Mark Hanna now. Just this, yeah. this <laughs> saying his name out loud makes me physically That's true. Ill. I mean, his whole thing, his whole thing with his, uh, what's it called? The, the fucking the, ski outfit? Yeah, that, yeah. That, that annoyed me, too. But... Yeah. Yeah, but, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, no, I have things like that. No, like, Brad some... Miller, I really just... Well, Brad Miller's defense was so abhorrent that it just, like, it yeah. ruined many games for me. Yeah, but it also, like, I don't know. It I was so look... clear that he just wasn't a shortstop, and, like, that was the only option. So it's like, okay, I guess Brad Miller's going to throw it into stands twice a week, and, and we I, have to yeah. live with that. And I hate to mention this on the Lookout Landing podcast, but it was, like, I had to I stop... I had to stop reading Lookout Landing for, like... A specific period of time because they loved him so much that I couldn't read what they were writing. <laughs> I was that's like, fine. No. That was before my time, so I air him out. I was just like, guys, there's no reason to love him this much. He's not gonna. Oh. But I also think like another very specific part of Mariner fandom is getting really excited about players who aren't even that good. I mean, Mike Zanino is a perfect example. Yeah. Like he was good, but he wasn't that good. You know what I mean? Like any other team would be like. Like, I think often about, like, if Mike Nino was a Red Sox or, like, a Yankee or a Cardinal, that fan base would just swallow him whole. Like, this yeah, guy hits maybe, yeah. 220 every year. We hate him. But for the Mariners, like, this guy is 220 every year. Woo! Like, <laughs> and like, his defense is good. Yeah. His defense is so good. Like, we had, we watched so much bad defense that his right. defense And then sometimes he hits the ball 455 feet or whatever. Which, like, like so, I, we've been playing recently. I don't know if you've heard of APA. I have not. Okay, so it's, if anybody wants to know more about it, like just ask me, but it's like it's it's a card game that like it's been around for for decades, yeah. And um, you get to play through an entire season basically with the team, 
Okay. And each player has their own card, and it basically mimics their season from that specific year. Oh, like it, okay. And it's That's a dice. Fun. It's a dice game. Yeah. And like you, we score it like a normal scoreboard. So it'd be like, like you could have like two thousand one Ichiro or something. Yeah, which okay. I wouldn't maybe and like and like a lot of these are it averages out pretty easy. Like their season happens to, like to be the season yeah. that that whatever whatever they were like before. The cards mimic it really really well. They've gotten really good at it, especially with advanced stats. But like. The problem being that, like, and it was hilarious. I played through the 2018 Mariners this year, and we haven't finished it because I I knew I could make them make the playoffs yeah. because I'm not Scott Service. Ah, <laughs> wow. Um, and I didn't I didn't run Edwin Diaz into the ground and do a bunch of other things. So, That's one so, theory. So, yeah. And well, yes, and also <laughs> certain people. Um, Ryan Healy was sent to AAA at one point. So, um, so it was Guillermo. That was the one that yeah, I was Gear- upset about. Yeah, well, Guillermo also went to AAA. I yeah, made no, I made one yeah. I, I changed I made one trade differently than Scott did. Okay. I traded for Williams Estudio. Smart. Because that would have we helped. needed backup yeah. in a lot of places. But um but the big thing that coming from this story is that Mike Zanino was atrocious mm-hmm. but he hit like four walk offs. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I was like, This is just is this what it's like? And That's the most fun it. thing you yeah, can do yeah, in baseball yeah. is a walk off home run. So and we were just like, No, we must. Yeah. yeah. Um okay. I have to do it. We're close to the end. I just I couldn't do this podcast without asking you to walk me through the day you found out James Paxton got traded. <laughs> it's I mean it's different for everyone, obviously, but like for you, I feel like having such a specific connection to him and the way that it went down, where there was rumors for so long, and then like I think that actually made it easier. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like not to get dark, but it's like when you have a relative or someone who's like dying, and you're like, well. If it's sudden, it's a lot harder. But if but like, if it's been going on for months, yeah, the, I had somehow, and I, honestly, this is like, I had a worst reaction. My, my, it's not my like worst memory in the, oh. in the, like, so I don't know if you were at the game or not. The final game of the Rainier season, like, not last year, but the year before. Yeah. Okay. So I, there were a lot of Lookout Landing people there, but we but we were at the last game of the Rainier season, mm-hmm. and um. We, so the other person that I love unconditionally and, well, there are others, but more, more than most, um, is Leonis Martin. Okay. And we were at the game and he was playing center and he got pulled from the game, like in like, in like the fifth. Yeah. And we, we thought we were like, we, we thought, oh, he's, they're finally going to put him back in the majors because he'd been in the minors for like three months and he'd been tearing it up and mm-hmm. we didn't, we didn't, we weren't doing well. So we didn't understand why he wasn't playing. In, sure. in the majors and I guess there must have been something that we don't know about but like he they announced like within 10 minutes that he was being traded to the Cubs mm-hmm. I just remember bawling oh in the stands <laughs> because I had like literally like I think like 20 minutes before like in a pl- in a break I had like got a hug from him because I'd randomly oh, wow. run into him on the concourse. Oh my! Why was he on the concourse? He was he was he was running between the batting cage and or wow. something. I don't know. baseball. Kinda I know love it. exactly. Yeah. And he was just like I was like Leonis. And he was like hi. Yeah. And, and he hugged me and I was like you're my favorite. And he was like oh thanks. That seems like him. That feels yeah. very on brand for yeah. It was great. And so like yeah, I didn't cry when James Paxton got traded. I okay. I had been waiting for it to happen, but I'd also convinced myself it wasn't going to happen because sure. why would they trade James Paxton? He's important. They need him. <laughs> also, you would think that. also, I had 
self-importance. I had convinced myself. It was like... They would keep they, him for you. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're like, we're the only fans that show up on a regular basis. They have That's to true. keep him for... I mean, that is money, too. What do you? Like, yeah, what do you think it's going to do to our fan base? Um, but, yeah, no, they traded him. And I remember being at work at my desk, and I got the, like, notification on, like, Twitter. Somebody had tweeted yeah. the whatever, and it tagged me, because immediately they tagged me. Sure, and, sure, sure. And I'm just like... I just, I just, like... I, Is it kind I, of, like, numbness at that point? Yeah, and I yeah. just remember staring at it, and I wasn't doing anything, and my coworker, who kind of, like, yeah. shares a wall with me, turns and goes, are you okay? I just look at her, and I'm just like... And she doesn't watch baseball at all. Yeah, so she, like, so had no explain. idea. And I was just like... They just traded James Paxton. And she knew she knew who James Paxton was because... Because of what you Because, did. like, about, like, a couple weeks before, they had um, taken an A-card for the Hall of Cooperstown. Mm-hmm. And I had found out at work, and I was, like, super excited yeah. about it. Like, rightfully. Like, it was, like, a big deal. Yeah. How did that happen, by the way? Quick sidebar. So um, I wanted to ask you about that. And I'm how glad did that you happen? It up. Yeah. So, so um, they contacted somebody in the Mariners organization for something. They were putting together an exhibit, I guess, about um, the no-hitter. Yeah. Because they, they, that's, a that's like, well, that was they his, that was that. his, yeah, and that was his big, like, it was in Canada, he's Canadian, it was a big deal. Right. Whatever, they have, they keep the ball and stuff. And then Daniel was like, I wonder if they'll want more memorabilia from him. Like, do you think they'll want an A card? And something, yeah, something very specific to James and yeah, the like for for that and and the Mariners, like Greg was like, yeah, just, all you do is email them, mm-hmm. and he's like, I bet they do. And That's so, one thing I've learned actually about this industry, whatever. It's like a lot of times you can just email someone. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not and they that will, hard. and yeah. they will literally just re- yeah. yeah. And so Daniel emailed them and asked them if they wanted stuff. He actually asked them if they wanted the original banner too, <laughs> which they were like, "That's too big. We don't know where we put it." Sure. So they were that like, "That would have been awesome." Yeah, but they were so they were like, "Well, that's so that's floating around somewhere. I don't I don't know who has that, but um yeah, but they were like, yeah, send us two. And I guess when um somebody got a, I think it was Greg actually. Got a back Big podcast for Greg. Greg, Greg, <laughs> shout outs to Greg. Yeah. Greg is the best. Um, he uh he got a like a tour of the back rooms of Cooperstown mm-hmm. when they were there for the Edgar celebration. Okay. And he took a picture because I guess the guy that runs the archives is a Mariners fan. Oh. And okay. Canadian. Wow. And that could not have gotten better for you. And so he asked for two because he put one above his door. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like in and the, in the archive room. Probably forever, yeah. maybe. <laughs> which is incredible. Yeah, the other one is filed. So like you can, and this is a fun fact about Cooperstown, like uh-huh. any anything they have an artifact of, like you can search their, their like they have a digital archive. Oh, And you can search for it and find out if it's on display or where it is. Oh, wow, that sounds like a great way for me to kill time at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like if you're going to go and you want to see what's going to be like, and you want to see something specific? Yeah, so you can like plan you can out, find out yeah. whether it's going to be like actually there or if it's in the archives in a box. Because a lot of I think the majority of their archives are not right on display on. at the same. Yeah. And then okay, also you mentioned earlier you had to do a lot of media. You did like a press circuit <laughs> for the Maple Grove. The yes. one I remember because I think I was at one of the games where Corey Brock was just like sitting there. Corey Brock from the athletic. Shout out to Corey, you're the yeah. best. Uncle um, Corey, as we call him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he just like. I think he just tweeted at us and was like, can, we, can I come hang out? I want to write a story about you guys. And yeah. I was like, yeah. So what what was the first media request? Was it when you were there on the field with him and then people were just like kind of putting microphones in your face? Or like, no, I feel like... there was one before that. Okay. There was a, we got somebody tweet, one of the MLB um, guys like wrote up a really short piece about us okay. like after the second one, I think. Yeah. 
Um, and I remember we actually talked about it afterwards. We're like, we need to get our story straight. Like, yeah, because there are so many elements. We need to make sure what's what's the most important things we want to emphasize. Yeah. Because we're being asked, we started being asked more and more. I kept getting, I started getting emails. And people ask the same questions. You have yeah, to ask so kind you, of a consistent and, answer. And, and it's not like we were lying about it. It was that we wanted to be more succinct so that they would, because the thing was, I think the first couple articles that were written, we were a little bit more disappointed in because they didn't put specific things that we thought were more important in yeah. the article. So we were like, okay, like we wanted to, we want every article to make sure that we're, to say that we're not trying to like be the new king's court right, right because right. we're not trying to upset felix yeah and that was like, also important and that was because we like we love felix yeah obviously and um and and the and the the big thing out of that after making sure we had that we after the game that we met them um on the field um because we actually we saw we met james but kyle seeger was also just walking through the dugout sure and said hi i don't seems think like he would do yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he he was picking something up or something, and he was like, "Oh, are these the Maple Grove?" Aww. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, one of them, somebody from the Mariners like training staff or something, came out and was like, "Do you guys have extra A cards?" Felix wanted one. Oh wow! <laughs> and so we were like, "Oh, sure." <laughs> I wonder too, like when stuff like that happens, like I, I wonder what the talk is in the clubhouse or like yeah. amongst the players, where they're like, because I'm sure not every single person on the Mariners understands that, like. A spelled E H is like a Canadian. No, thing. yeah. So I'm just picturing James Paxton being like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's like <laughs> a thing that Canadians say," and everyone else trying to figure out like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. But Felix was on board, so we were even That's more great. emboldened from there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then James Paxton is traded. What? What is? What? I guess <sighs> one thing I want to know specifically is like, what is the mood amongst? The Maple Grovers. Like, I'm sure you have At that a point, group text or something where you can all oh, communicate a, immediately. We have we have two different Twitter Twitter message groups. A private DM thing. Yeah. yeah. Which, if you want to get more active and you want to help with Maple Grove stuff, we have one that we add everybody to. Oh, perfect. Um, it's also the bane of my existence, and I have turned notifications off. But <laughs> that's part <laughs> of the Because there job, are so maybe. many people in it. But like, um, but it's a good way. Like, if people are going to a game, to yeah. like mention. That uh, yeah, that we that we all try to play in that way, but yeah, no, there was a whole like somebody shares the article, and then more people just share the article, and then we were all just kind of like numb and sad. And I think the first conversation we all had was like, and I hadn't even thought this far, and then someone says, "Well, when he comes back as a Yankee, what are we gonna do?" Oh wow, I haven't thought about that either because that hasn't happened yet. Has oh, it, it has. He pitched in Seattle as a Yankee. Mm-hmm, oh, this I year, I completely missed that. Yeah, well, yeah. so did I. I was so upset. He pitched. On, at, during a it was a day game oh, on a Wednesday. You know what? I do remember that. Yeah. He pitched the day game. Yeah. And I I was on a um I like my first ever like work trip. Like Dang. I got sent away from Was the it city. at least a cool place or was it like Milwaukee? It was Wenatchee. <laughs> <laughs> so no no I mean Wenatchee is actually a very pretty place. Sure, no, yeah. No especially hate, in the summer. No, no hating on yeah. no hating on Wenatchee. It was in September, so it was nice. Um, but I was like, are you kidding me? This is like the one day of the year I need to be here. Yeah, James um, Paxton, five innings, one hit. Yeah, That's he did. A good he performance. Pitched, he pitched yeah. very well. Um, but we were like not sure because at the time I had thought, um, this, and I, I'm i still somewhat inclined to this, that um, I would root for him no matter what. Yeah, I think I don't, so. I don't care what like he, that he's a Yankee. I will not root for the Yankees. But I, I, like my best game scenario would be that he pitches super, super well yeah. And then whoever comes in after him blows the lead and we win. Blows it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was kind of feeling that way in the playoffs last year. Like, all I wanted was James Paxton to have a cool oh, 
playoff moment. Yeah. And he had a couple. There's he that clip of where Marion Boone wants to take him out, and he's like, no, nope. fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, also, great. I didn't realize this, but in that game you were talking about in Seattle, which mm-hmm. was a Wednesday day game, great mm-hmm. memory, Kyle Seeger hit a home run off of him, which is delightful. That is delightful. That's like a very 2010s Mariners moment, I feel like, is yeah. Kyle Seeger welcoming James Paxton back with a home run. Which, you know, also, he's very dinger happy, so that's not that he shocking. Is. He did, the one thing I'll always remember about James Paxton is him pointing to the sky on every fly ball, even if some of them were going way out yeah. of the park. <laughs> please, like he's like, guys, infield pop somebody, up, there it is. And somebody then it's, get it. Somebody, it's please. 30 rows deep. God, yeah, no, but that game we so there were Maple Grovers that went, mm-hmm. and basically what they what we decided to do as a, like a because nobody nobody wanted to cheer against the Mariners. Obviously, yeah, I might have. Even though at that point I was looking, I was at like, it. it's end of like September. I would have done it. It was like, August. If you had, and there were thirty games under, like, and I would have brought the sign, and I probably would have cheered for him. Yeah, I wouldn't have like done any of the like. I would have also cheered for the Mariners, right? But if like. I don't, and I don't know how much I would have aid for strikeouts. Yeah, that would feel like I bet the Mariners would have been upset about that. Like the players on the field. Yeah, like, I probably would. I probably it? wouldn't count them and stuff. But I would definitely like like cheer for hey, let's go, James. Yeah, kind of thing. and I probably would have. And I probably like we were considering a redesign of the A signs where they just said go, James, or something, sure. and just wave them or something. Like I don't know, it was, something would have happened. What they did because I wasn't there and a bunch of people weren't because it was a day game on a Wednesday. That is tough. Um, and we had like, we had very short notice because it could have been the Tuesday. I think was yeah. the way the way things were lining up, and then they decided to because we were we weren't sure if they were going to rest him before the playoffs on purpose. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was so close. And also, when it's the Mariners, it's like why it's would the, you have yeah, him pitch against the you, Mariners? Yeah. But then he uh, rumor was that he wanted to pitch against the Mariners because he wanted that. to pitch in Safeco again yeah, because apparently like his entire family came down. From, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, but the people people took the A cars and cheered for him during his warm up. Okay, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, I think. so like they went behind the cage and just aid for him while he yeah. was pitching, and he was and he was. Pretty, that seems like a he good. turned around and apparently said hi guys. Yeah. That <laughs> seems like a very yeah. uh, James Paxton kind of moment. Yeah. Um. Okay, my last question for you is: What do you think about uh, beardless James Paxton? <sighs> that's the better question. Is not not that your question is bad, but like, what do I think about the Yankees? policy well we can all agree that it's one it's of the dumbest things in all yeah. sports and yeah. james paxton looks like he's a, he looks like he was a child well and now his b-ref picture is him in a yankees hat no facial hair with his trademark sad eyes so he looks even sadder just, he's yeah. like why do they take my beard god and his eyes are like so like bright and brilliant so he looks like, yeah so he has cute. really big but like expressive in a sad way like it looks eyes. like there's always a tear in them somehow yeah like a basset yeah. hound yeah <laughs> <laughs> james why did they take your hair but aesthetically, you think weird look? You think, it's have so you gotten weird. used to it a I little bit? No, not it's really. It's gonna take a long time. It's gonna take a long time. Well, because a lot of the for a lot of the like season, like if you uh, if you looked on like at bat or something, it was his old picture. So like, right. unless you were, which I didn't watch a lot of the games he pitched for the first. I started like I was live tweeting him for a little bit. Oh, you would watch his Yankee starts? Yeah, yeah. but I was like, I just don't know what to do about this. I don't think he's to win. Uh-huh, yeah. And then they got some more fun people. And it would have been like, much uh, easier if it was a National League team. Why? I uh, I literally said when they were going to trade him, I was like, trade him to anybody but the Yankees, and I'll yeah. be happy. Like, and imagine watching him hit. That would be so much fun. Right. If he was on like the Padres or I'm something. I'm sure he's yeah. terrible at hitting, but like whatever. Yeah. Great. We're all terrible at hitting. Hitting's we're, hard. I mean, yeah. yeah, he's there. There can only be one Giovanni Gallardo, but um. <laughs> true. <Very> true. <laughs> Who? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's. He looks scary. I don't like it. I don't like it. 
Okay, well, Hillary, this was a delight. Um, before we let you go, let the people know where they can find you on the internet if they want to get more information about your life or the Maple Grove or just your thoughts about daily Yeah, users. I apologize for all the cat tweets, but um, Hillary N. Kirby is my Twitter handle. You can also just type in Hillary Kirby and it shows up. She's very um, famous. I'm super famous. That's why I'm not verified. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but please follow me if you want to talk baseball or soccer i tweet a lot about soccer in the off season perfect go chelsea um <laughs> but uh also um there's also a maple grove account that is we do still tweet from it um yeah. and if you want to be a part of a maple grove in the future um it's at big maple grove perfect and follow the account it tweets like if you don't want to be spammed it doesn't tweet very often it will tweet when uh when something happens yes it also did tweet merry christmas at one point but you know perfect like, whatever a lovely, a lovely alternative to the yeah. hellscape that we're going through yeah. in other parts of life. Uh, okay, as always, I'm on Twitter at mrobertson22. Follow Lookout Landing, read Lookout Landing, subscribe to this podcast. Even if you don't like it, it would make me feel a lot better. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to keep these coming out during the offseason until real baseball starts again. So if you want to hear people talk about our collective sort of... I don't even know what the word is. Our collective melancholy, maybe? Mm. That makes it seem like someone's died, though. Melancholy? Yeah. I don't know. The collective sort of hopelessness of being a Mariners fan. At least for the time being. I feel like, but you have to be a, you have to have hope to be a Mariners fan. Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel like we, we as a, the group that I sort of interact with, do a decent job of expressing that. Like, it's not all just doom and gloom, but... It is sort of natural to just fall like into that. We just all have a gray cloud floating somewhere. Yes. Near us. Yeah, we're that cartoon character that has. Yeah, we're Eeyore. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. The Mariners are the Eeyore of Major League Baseball. <laughs> we're going to leave you with that because we're never going to say anything smarter than that for the rest of our lives. So, yep. as always, thank you for listening and bye. I'm a villain, kill him when I'm barring Brothers in the hood just like the movie that's starring Service in my whip, I phone the boss to bring my car in I could probably take a trick, but I just wouldn't cause she's jarring Ooh, I got the sauce, don't know what you for, for Catch me up and snowing in my sliders and my shorts Chicks trying to get my brother flips to share his thoughts I think he's trying to tell me I should tell her he don't talk